Hey, everybody, Raylan Casper White here with another festive episode of X-Ray. I am kind of starstruck. I, I don't consider myself a star fucker. I, you know what? I did I did get stuck in an elevator with Naomi Watts once. She's a tiny, precious little thing. And I was intimidated by her. And I did try and touch Jake Gyllenhaal inappropriately, also in an elevator. But besides that, I'm kind of cool, calm, cool, and collected around celebrities. But Taylor Schilling... Oh my fucking God. I mean, I'm like getting a little, not to use a Yiddish word, but the clamp, if I can use that. Um, I'm so excited to have you on. Welcome. Oh my God. I'm thrilled to be here. I just, (laughs) we were saying beforehand, I don't know if I'm going to be able to help myself from talking like you. Right. I take that. I I don't take that as an offense, but you know, it, it, yeah, you you do what you want. You're Taylor Schilling. You can mock me all you want. I don't Don't shut up. I'm so happy to be here. I think you're a genius. I had no idea. I'm like, I've been watching your, what you do all the time. And then I'm like, watch, I'm like, oh my God, that's in the backyard. That's right there. I'm so impressed. I'm like, if I stand there, will I be able to that? Is that like the magic vortex if I just stand by that tree in the backyard? Taylor is, a, I have a several rental units um, around the globe. I invested, that's why when you live in a double wide, you, you can invest in properties. And so Taylor is now temporarily renting out one of my properties at an undisclosed look. We're going to keep it an undisclosed location. You know what I mean? Amen. You know, you know, Taylor, obviously from um, Orange is the New Black, which I thought was a genius fucking show. I wept when that show ended. I, I really did. I did. I Because I, I was I really feel like I was in I was there the minute you got out. I was like, well, can't she get back in? You know what I mean? I was kind of bummed you got released. I'm like, why is she out? And I don't want to see her in fucking Borough Park, where the fuck you were. I don't know where you were. But um, tell me the story of <laughs> you're so adorable. Tell me the story of your, of this evolution. Were you kind of well-known before you, you booked that? Or was that kind of your big I mean, in break? my mind, I was. In my mind, I was. So I, I was, I got, a, this, my biggest accomplishment was mm-hmm. when I received a fellowship to NYU graduate acting after I went to college at, at Fordham University. And I felt like I had, you know, won an Oscar or something. I felt like I had made it and I was like, I, I was like ready to rock and roll and ready. To you go. got into the MFA program at NYU? Yes, for acting. And okay. I got, I had a fellowship. I was very excited about it. But I, so I always had this sense that I was really doing it. And then I, le- I left there like a maniac. I like left after two years and then I was always working, but I never, I was always working. So I could always pay my rent. You know what okay. I mean? I could okay. always like buy food. And I, I always felt like that was a major success. Like in my own universe, I felt like that is I'm, a major success. I'm like an actor. This is fucking yeah. amazing. And I didn't even have I didn't even, and you know, I grew up where it's all people saying like, I just want to have a life in the theater and stuff like that. And um, so I thought my, the, the ans- my answer to you is I, I thought I was, you know, I was the shit. Yes. I thought, I mean, just, I thought I was successful. I thought yeah. I was, cause I was like working and I yeah. was able, I didn't have to, I, I just, I'm just always so grateful to have a job, you know what I mean? And it, and I, I love it so much. I love it. So I love you want to so do, much. I know that the graduate acting program, I have a fun, can I share a funny story? Um, I, I had dreams of becoming an actor at one point and I went in to the NYU day of the callbacks for the MFA program, true story. And I lied to them and I said, I got a callback and Ron Van Lu, you know, Ron Van Lu. Yeah. Ron Van Lu comes out and he's like, you're not on the list. And I'm like, well, I got a message on my answering machine and the girl at the front's like, 
okay. And I thought they would let me in and, and I would do it. You know what I mean? And no, didn't do it. So I, you know, I thought like, this is, oh, she, she, she lied and she got her way in, but they were like, please leave now before we call security. Did, but you, I, get up? <laughs> did you get up? Did you enter in the, like the fifth floor? Oh, I went like, up to the fifth um, fucking floor and literally they called Ron out because there was a misunderstanding. And it was, it was pretty bad. That is, one the, that is one of the cooler things I've ever heard. Well, That's but then cool. I ended up studying with him anyway. I don't, I don't think he ever liked me. I ended up studying with him and a bunch of other people from that program. And yeah, I never, I thought he didn't like me. And so I said, fuck it. I'm not going to, if Ron Van Loo doesn't like me, what's the point in pursuing an acting career? Did you study with him? Yeah. 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 He, he, yeah. I mean, people are obsessed with him and I'm like, he just doesn't like me. No, I don't think you're alone in that. You know, I think, I think Ron is a very boundaried man. Okay. You know what I mean? But it's not personal. I don't, I know that, I know that he would really appreciate and love what you're doing. I hope so. I hope. I know that Chris that. Bays. Think- you studied with Chris Bays, the, the clown dude. Oh, sure. Yeah. He's fun. I just was clowning with Chris like two summers ago. Right when Orange ended, I was like, "Oh God, I have to go find Chris Bays. I need help. I need to shake. I need to shake prison out of my fucking system." So I went and clowned with him for a while. But you before- left the program because um, you were like you were getting work already in film, TV, no, or in I theater. Wasn't. I got in a fight. Now I think it's, now I feel like it's probably because of my queerness that I couldn't fully articulate when I was younger, but Zelda Fitzchandler, who ran the program, Mm -hmm. called me to her office one day and was like, you have, you have problems. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm so giggly this morning. She was like, you have problems I can't help you with. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like, really? Were you bitchy? No, I wasn't bitchy. I was like doing really, I was, I was doing really well. Like all the director, the guest directors, I, you know, right. get all those little parts and stuff. And I was in a really good time. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, you do not brush your hair. Are you kidding? What was this 1952? No, I'm, not, I'm not kidding at all. She was like, you do not brush your hair. And like, are you, she was essentially like, what kind of a woman are you? And you don't wear, like, wow. you're not. Yeah. She was like, you're not. She was essentially trying to tell me that I didn't present like as feminine enough and that if I couldn't do that, she couldn't, she was, she didn't know how to work with me. Now she was the only person there that felt that way. Like everyone else I was having. That's mess. She wouldn't get away with that shit today. You tell someone they're wearing the wrong blouse, you're fired. I know she would really not. And God God bless her. After she said that she was, I think she was having like problem like she was having health problems she was also okay. like 84 and okay. she retired the next year but I my 21 year old self I was just like well that's rough fuck you. Yeah. take your money I'm leaving and I yeah. just left yeah I finished the year it was at the end of the year but and I did this I'd done this William Inge play picnic and she was like really mad that I wasn't like 50s feminine enough and, uh, and no gingham you weren't there was no gingham involved in your ensemble well, I did wear gingham I mean I wore the costumes I just didn't do it right and so she was mad and I was like I'm mad too Don't oh that's it. so interesting wow that does feel yeah, dated I had nothing I like didn't have any I was like babysitting and auditioning but I did I did have an agent which was well that's nice so when you, you were still, okay. I don't know how old you are. We don't have to ask. You can tell me if you want to, but no I pressure. I'm not scared about my age, right? That's not who we are. I'm 37. No. 37. You are, you, you look sprightly. I mean, you have a very, you, you're one of those women that's going to age well because you have good bone structure. See me, 
this is happening already. I'm turning into a 70 year old man. So things are sagging, but you don't have that. You have that waspy structure to you. You have good, good stuff. Such a waspy face I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's good though. It's good. I mean, look, it's, well, it's, it's nice. I, 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 I like a waspy woman any day of the week. I don't, sure. I, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> I like all sizes and ethnicities. Um, so you left that. So you were still, you hadn't come out. When did, okay, look, I want to go back to sexuality in a minute. So you, you booked yes. Orange is the New Black. Yes. Were you, um, were you out that at that like point? Four years like, you mean, like sexu- sexually? Sexually. Yeah. Sexually? Sexually, yeah. were you Here's out? The thing. Here's the thing. I've never, I've never not been. Like when that like thing oh. happened, you know, in my own life, but I, I never, I mean, I had a girlfriend when I was 14. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. but I, I, mean, I was dating people in graduate school, but I also have had, I've been in love with my fair share of men as Dudes. well. And I just never, I just never addressed. I never, I never, okay. I never felt like it was something that I needed to kind of say. And also I had so many other things I was dealing with that the idea of that becoming my identity wasn't like on the table I had so were you ever concerned though because I guess with men maybe it's more of an issue but you were Mm -hmm. never concerned that if you were openly bisexual or whatever that that would limit the parts oh I was terrified I was so scared I was so scared and I think I still I think I still am I mean there's things have changed so much really even from orange is the new black I mean not even because I don't mean because of that but because since that time period and kind of like the way I came up in New York. And I mean, I was a wild youth. I had like a very chaotic- Sex crazy and upbringing. drugs and, and juvie? Okay. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And Sex, so drugs, I and never, juvie. I never, I never internalized any like real shame around my sexuality. I just, and then when I was coming up in, in New York, it was like really, everybody was sleeping with everybody. It wasn't like- Right. Sounds like Studio it. 54, but this was, this is the, yeah, this is the aughts. But it's the suburbs of- Massachusetts. <laughs> Did you grow um, up in like a, a wealthy family and go to private schools? No, and stuff? no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. No, okay. no my, my dad is like a, was a, my dad was an ADA in South Boston. For oh, 20- right on. Southie. Yeah. yeah. Southie. Yeah. I grew up in West Roxbury. Okay. I know nothing about it, but it sounds hot. Yeah. Mm. What are you drinking? Is it some sort of California smoothie? No, oh, you see how large this is? That's a keg. Like, That's a keg of coffee or what is it? What's it's going? like a keg of water. I'm trying to like, I drink one of those every day and I feel like I've done my, it's like, but it's, I wish there was like a hydration pill. You know what I mean? That you could take in the morning and just be done with it. I enjoy, okay. I enjoy water. I also, um, this is a, this is a, sh- a detail that I haven't shared with many. And this was more accurate when I was more sexually active, but I was usually prone to urinary tract infections after I got laid. But now I don't get them as much. I'm like, that's a bummer. Not the UTI. It feels like you're pissing glass. But I discovered this pill called D-Manos, and that keeps your urinary tract cleansed. Wonderful. It's like cranberry. It's the extract that you get in cranberry, but instead of drinking wow. really gross cranberry juice, it's a pill. Yes. I don't know if you need it. I don't know what your urinary tract situation is. I'm just sharing that I mean, with I you. I think she's okay. I think that it's all, I think that she's flowing well. I think that my, my, I just get thirsty yeah. and I, yeah. I just don't want to drink water. I'd prefer, I just, it feels boring to you me. You want a pill. All right, look, uh, this is like a startup in the making. We can set that, plant that seed right here. And planting now. it. Talk to Elon Musk. I feel like he'd come up with a water pill. Wouldn't 
I want a water pill. I don't want it to dehydrate me. I want the opposite. You know, I want, I want a hydrate. We I want, want hydra- for 2022 abortion pills and water pills. That seems yeah. like for all, for all, just everybody blanket. I mean, it should be, yeah, covered by all insurance. All insurance, water and pill and abortion pill. And a hydrate, hydration pill. They're in France, I'm gonna, they come up with all that stuff. France is the, you know, they're good with that stuff, I France feel like. I wish I spoke French. Do you speak other, I feel like you speak like a million I don't, languages. no, I'm the typical American. I speak different dialects of English. That's, that feels like <laughs> different languages to me. I'm like, oh, I speak Canadian. Um, you hear Canadians speak French, though you want to throw them off a cliff. It is so disruptive to the earbud. Right, it's just so bad. I'm like, what is that? Canadian friend yesterday. Yeah, it's fair. It's it's strange. Yeah. Um, so once you okay, yeah, I, I want to just go back I, to O I T N B or whatever the acronym oh, I is. Oh, I don't know what it is. Um, but that was that really that show made it all. Yeah, I mean to answer your question, it just was never it was never something I gave a lot of thought to until other people gave it a lot more thought. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. I had representation at one point that was like, don't talk about your personal life. And I was like, Ooh. and then that scared me. But it also like, I don't fault them. It was like years ago right. where, you know, there weren't a lot of like models for. I mean, oh, interesting. Still- oh, you're talking about once you got cast in that show, they were worried about you talking about your personal life? Oh, just in general. Yeah. Oh, in general. In show, but like also just as I was working before that too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad things are changing. I do think, look, in terms of, I don't think women have it easier in, in, in anything, but I think in terms of gay men versus gay women, I think the game, you know, that women yeah. can still be considered, you know, sexually, whatever for the film yeah. world, but men, it's like, oh, wait a minute. What was that guy's name? Rupert something. He was always scared that once he came out, he wasn't going to get those straight roles. You know, Rupert, the English dude, Rupert, that that Rupert, I don't know, I got Rupert, Rupert Murdoch, and I'm like, if Rupert Murdoch came out, it'd be, <laughs> be a day to celebrate. I don't know. We, oh, Rupert Everett, is it Everett? Uh, yes, I think you're right. I'm just I'm saying, just at the time, he was like Rupert. this really hot English guy, and he was gay, and yeah. then you know, and yeah. Yeah, as lo and yeah. behold, he came out, and that was it. That was it for him. Christmas movies till the end of time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so heavy. That's so heavy in this in this season of Christmas movies. Well, you know, I don't know. It's very brave. I do think that I, I mean, I think it continues to stand true that, you know, being oneself is probably the reason we're on the planet. You know, I would hope so. so. It's a long it's amazing how uh, mostly our childhoods fuck us up and we continue deeply. to fuck up our next generation. But it's really that whole thing of finding yourself. But I feel like this generation, this younger generation they're going to be equally confused because they have all the options open and they don't know what to decide. They don't know what their gut's telling them. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, what am I? What is this? What's my plant pro? Like it's so open that it's yeah. hard to hear yourself anymore because now it's in the zeitgeist. So let's get to a point where nothing's in the zeitgeist and then it just is. And then everybody can make their choice from their gut. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that like there's new, we're learning new languages, you know, and yeah. like maybe, maybe I, I do think I'm like so inspired by some of the younger people I know. And it makes me also feel really old. Like, I think this is the first time in my life where I've been like, do you remember when that started to change? I don't know. Like, it's it's a weird moment where you're like, I really respect these young people. You know, it just turn down the music. It's getting loud in my back. hurts. (laughs) I need to take a nap. I can't go out with you. We can meet for lunch. I don't meet in the evenings anymore. I'll make you a healthy meal. But I I did think that show was a was revolutionary in a lot of ways a in depicting sexuality mm-hmm. and all these strong female characters and i know that actually talk about what, orange is the new black yeah oh yeah. bit i'm gonna call that Oatenbit, o- yeah. Oaten, um, um wasn't there one of the showrunners who 
is this true that left her husband or partner and ended up coming out and coupling up with one of the actresses or am I wrong? Oh, Lauren. Yeah. Well, I mean, she didn't leave her that she, she was already on her own journey, but she definitely fell in love. A writer did fall in love with an actor, which is so beautiful. And they're both like flying high, such brilliant people. Are they still together? Oh yes. Oh yeah. What's the actress's name? Samira Wiley. Yes, I love her. I love her. She's brilliant. She's another genius. She, she went, she's another, you know, Juilliard kid. Oh, is she? Like conservatory kids. Yeah. But there I were a bunch of Juilliard actors. I got a little resentful. I feel like sometimes if you're, unless you're a Yale, NYU or Juilliard actor, you won't get certain roles, right? They, they do get a little snooty in the theater scene there and stuff like that. I mean, I'm terrified by the theater scene in general. I'm terrified by every scene. So, I mean, it's probably true. What you're saying is probably true. I don't know. We all just want those people. Do I what? Are you in touch with any of those, the cast? Oh, yes. Most of them. I mean, not like all the time, but we're all like buddies, you know? Yeah. The was, big was thing there that any we drama went through. on the set? Was anybody like, I can't stand that fucking bitch? Just please re, you know, recast her. You know, <laughs> like, no, but like, I also wouldn't even tell you if there was. I know, you know? I know, I'm trying, but I hear you. You know, I know, I know you're digging, you're digging, and I don't fault you for that, but it not like really, no. Between okay. the cast and the cast, just a fucking amazing group of women and like amazing group of actors yeah we were always like holy shit you're good yeah. like we would just be at room like damn you're really good <laughs> wow wow now we have um, any aspirations to direct episodes or did you direct no i didn't direct i no i not at all i mean i really felt like um i feel like I do my best work as an actor when I'm able to just be an actor. You know, I'm good at taking direction. I'm good at kind of my corner of the sky in that way. And like, I don't feel, and I guess it's also because of the way I kind of came up. I feel really proud of it. It doesn't feel, doesn't, it doesn't feel like I'm, I know that some people feel like I need to be directing because I feel like I'm being dragged through the muck or something, but I don't really feel that way. I like love, I love acting. I love that part on set, but I didn't, I never directed. I never directed. I remember once talking to some guy at an event. I forget his name. Brilliant man. Like a genius probably has like some, I honestly, he's like some Star Trek guy, not William Shatner, but another okay. one. Patrick Stewart. Yes, I was talking to Patrick. I love Stewart. him. I met him too. He 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 did some King Lear for me. I almost had an orgasm right then and there. I'm like, he did. Just, oh, he just spouted out some Lear. I'm like, oh my god. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah, I was doing something. I don't remember what it was, but it was something where I wasn't particularly comfortable, and he wasn't particularly comfortable. And we started talking about how to maintain your sanity on like long running shows, and he really was, you know, vehement with his suggestion that I start directing and I never took it. I was like, great, Sir Stewart. Well, I but, feel like yeah. Sir Patrick but, Stewart, with all due respect, I mean, if you're having a good time, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I know, I know, I know. And it's like, I, I definitely, it's definitely not out of the question. I'm actually more interested in, I mean, this is something you and I should talk about, mm -hmm. you know, later. But I mean, I, I feel, I feel almost more interested in writing than I do. Okay directing I don't know I, I mean I don't know I mean it's all it all feels 
available. Well, but yeah, I don't, I don't have any like burning desire. Like my whole life I've wanted to direct. I don't have that. Right. Well, it's a lot of work, man. You have to really love it. You have to yeah. really love it. You got to think about everything. When you're acting, you can kind of just focus on your own, like you said, your own corner. Yeah. I like corner of the sky very, like that. My corner. I think that's, I think I'm confident. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to like go down that road, but yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm talking about the Pippin. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just like, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I, I also know people that I just cherish and love and respect in the, and directing is their passion from. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. I, I have no desire to direct. Uh, yeah. I do want my but own you show. Do sort of, right? Like you do like have direct to direct me a little bit, but yeah, but yeah. I, I, I like, I, I, I like, I don't just want people bossing me around and I just want to go to crafty. That just seems like the biggest perk. I know that COVID probably killed a lot of the crafty joy, but Crafty just seems like the biggest perk of an actor's life in general. It's a dream. I mean, it's a dream. It's um, decadent. I need, I like, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit of a submissive person in that way then. <laughs> a little bit of a sub. I like, I, yeah, I really, I like being, I like having the, I like the structure. I like the boundaries and I like just smashing my body up against the walls. And then the being like, that's enough. What was okay. your, okay, two questions for you. Because yeah. I know that the um, the show was physically demanding and emotionally demanding. I mean, you, especially in the first few seasons, like you're, you know, you're in it all the time. Um, what's your, do you have like a technique? How do you get yourself in those imaginary circumstances? Or like, how do you access emotions on cue when you need, that always fascinates me. How do actors kind of access those emotions on cue? Because when you're in play, when you're doing theater, I think you're on stage, it's a different experience. But when you're on set, you, you know, I it is a different it. experience. It's a different experience for me being on being on stage is a different experience yeah. than being on set. I don't know if it was emotional. I guess in the first few years it was very demanding, like the first two years of Orange. But now that feels like eons ago. It feels like another li literally another lifetime ago. Uh so you're like, what is it? What do I do? Like, how do I yeah, get? Yeah, how do you get to that place when you're like, okay, now Taylor, you're gonna break down. Like, you know, your life's falling apart. Whatever you want to kill yourself. How do you get there? <laughs> I mean, oftentimes I've felt like Oh, you just felt it naturally. You have to I just felt that way. So I just walked in with whatever was happening in my own life. <laughs> then here we that. go. Um, I um I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't even know. I I feel like I don't even know what process means or anything like okay. that. I, I don't even know. I don't know. I, it's always different and I, I think it's just so I think it's really mostly about the writing too. I feel like if it's good writing, any like anybody can kind of walk into it. Did you ever have writing where you were like, this is too on the nose. Can we please change this line? Maybe. Okay. Right. Maybe. I think that's smart. I think the character actors are in, embody a character. You know what I mean? They need to be able yeah. to speak up and say, because they feel what's right, especially when yeah. you're in it for so long. It's yeah. weird though. I know that like with TV shows, they have guest directors, right? It's not one director. So is it yeah. weird sometimes when a director that's never been on the show and you've been doing the show for years pops in? Is there a little bit of defensiveness among the cast? Like you're our guest here. We're going to tell you what it's like or, or. Yeah. No. I think when, when I've been in that situation, that uh, everyone who would like come in was like, so respectful. It was always like, okay. this is your home. And you know, I'm a guest. Yeah. It was like always so deferential and kind. I know. I mean, I've never experienced that, but I could imagine that it would be weird. You know, someone came yeah, in. I mean, it's like, intimidating. Yeah. The powerhouse yeah. of women about to just ravage you. 
Um, <laughs> it's like it's a, it was very an, an intense place. Yeah. It was. Where did you guys shoot? In Astoria. Oh, so it wasn't yeah. a real prison. I know they sometimes rent out prisons for shoots. They this was a whole set that was built. No, no, no. Um, I think after the first three years, Jesus Christ, I did that for so long. I mean, I did that show for so long. It was long like was it? my whole life. It was seven years. Wow. I mean, I was like an entirely, that's like an entire life cycle. It's yeah. still shocking to me. Yeah. I mean, think, I haven't talked about it for a while and I'm like, whoa, that was a big part of my life. Um, so no, I, I, uh, for like the first three years, they didn't build it and they rented out a, um, an abandoned uh, children's psych hospital. Oh, that's dark. Yeah. That'll take you places. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of, yeah. I mean, it was so insane. So it's like a lot of a birthday party at an oncology ward. You're like, how does this mesh? How am I supposed to do this right now? <laughs> it's like, we do. I mean, it was a lot of it just took care of itself. I mean, it was, it was, it was insane. Yeah. Most of, and even in the, in the later seasons, a lot of the external, the, you know, outdoor stuff was in this abandoned children's psychiatric hospital, okay. but that's old news. I, the, I feel like the people who now, love you just shot them. the Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson Fiesta. Oh, I did. Yes. Tell me about that. I they look pretty good. I mean, I, what's her name? Lily James. Is she playing? Not Lily James. Who's playing Pamela? Yeah, Lily, Lily James. James right? I like That's her. She's delightful. And Tommy Lee with like Sebastian so Stan. He, I didn't buy him as much as that, but in terms of looks, I'm sure he did a great job. But tell me about what what's the character in that. What what do you do in that? What happened there? I um, I can't even remember the last name of the woman that I play. Um, anyway, oh, wow. her name is no, <laughs> no shit, man. She's great. I mean, it was great. I had, I have to say though, the two of them are incredible. Lily and Sebastian are amazing. But I, um, I play this woman who was married to the guy who Seth Rogen plays in this version, who stole the oh. videotape out of their house. Okay. And, um, She's a very, she's awesome. She's an awesome character. I'm so surprised. I'm like, so I'm, I'm, I'm it's just a brain so fart. Like, we all have it. It's just early yeah. signs of dementia. It's totally fine. <laughs> I mean, I was earlier, I was like, I'm wondering if I have aphasia, you know, I don't know what's happening. So, um, but yeah, it's really, she's great. And so over the course of the story, she sort of, she's with Seth's character Rand and then we see her later on when she's left him and very successful porn actress okay. star if you will oh, she's a porn star okay. yeah okay. and um and then they're still very close and their relationship sort of has, has shifted though once they get divorced did you go to any porn sets for research no, not in, not in person. No, it's also That's during COVID days. But I did a lot of, uh, you know, I did research on the internet. So Pornhub is a delightful place to be. There's lots of yeah. huge selection there. Full disclosure, I did you watch the Pamela T Tommy Lee tape? Because oh did. yeah, of course. I thought it was hot. I didn't know I that. Mean, I, I didn't know that it was released unbeknownst to them. I did not know that. I just thought. See, this wow. is why I think this show is going to be so valuable. And actually, one of the things that. I, I really love about this character. She's able to make the distinction between 
you know, I'm a sex worker. I consent to what I do. I sign papers. I like it. I make money. This is my choice. People were conflating Pam Anderson with porn. Like, well, this is just porn. And it's not. She no. did not consent to have that I in know that. public. Fucked up. She, it was stolen out of their house. It was stolen out of a safe. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Good for them that they put it in a safe. That's responsible living. Not that it mattered in the end of the day, but they did put I mean, it in a safe. They did put it in a safe. And to the best of my knowledge, this guy tried to, like, he wanted it. I'm trying to find the name of the woman. Yeah, now you're <laughs> like, uh-oh. This is uh -oh. embarrassing. This is embarrassing, but you know, it is, it is what it we is. You can call her uh, Carlotta, okay? Like, Carlotta. Her, like her, I know her name. first name is Erica. Oh, there you go. See? Oh, we got that. Erica. Oh God, I see a picture of her. I just don't know where um <laughs> I don't know what her last name is. She's a really interesting woman. She started directing porn and she started making like, you know, and then she became this physical therapist. She's a fascinating oh, woman. Oh wow. That's kind of yeah, like Maggie Gyllenhaal's character in, in that in the Deuce, where she starts. Ah, uh, yeah. Porn. Started directing porn. Sure, sure. I, I think um, that sounds like a fun fun job to me. Um, I think it would too. I think, I think it would be fun. But, but I, really I agree. I think so... that tape was so hot, and that was the whole thing that you know because yeah. it was they loved each other, and that's really sexy. Yeah. It, not only that, I think they just turned each other on so much. I mean, I haven't seen. That's why people like the amateur porn, where you're like, oh, these people are legitimate. Yeah. Attracted to yes. each other. Yeah, because otherwise it just looks like because, you know, I don't know if it's a man gaze thing, but when they just want the anatomy, I'm like, I don't need to see the anatomy of the vaginal no. canal yeah. you know, in a close up. <laughs> but that's what gets the man going. So you don't have to be attracted to each other. It's just literally yeah. this like anatomy lesson. But when you see this yeah. stuff, it's like, OK, all right, this is yeah. hot. I get it. Yeah, no, totally. I think I, that's exactly what it is. It's two people who are actually really attracted to each other. And then it's like an ineffable thing. That's really, but it's also what makes that fucking tape such a violation. I know, exactly. It's exactly. so crazy. What makes it so, what made it so popular is exactly what makes it, you know, a travesty that it was public. But now they're getting a little TV show out of it, right? So there you go. Or a movie. Yeah. Is it a movie? It's a show. It's eight episodes. Oh, it's eight. That's a that's a stretch. I they better. I hope they fill those eight episodes well. I feel like a lot of stuff gets stretched out. I'm like, is this enough? I think for this one episodes? doesn't really. I think they do a good job. Okay, good. I know you're not gonna talk shit about a show you just did. What do you have in the works um, for in your future? I don't know. I mean, I'm doing this show that I was telling you about in Brooklyn. That mm -hmm. I think I hope is going to be really good. I'm very excited about it. Well, I don't know if I can. Us, I know you probably can't say a lot, but what can you say? Well, because I don't think there's been like an announcement. Okay. I can certainly tell you, but you know, I don't okay. even know. I don't even know. Okay, then don't. I'm excited though. It's, it's a writer that I really, really like. It's streaming. It's an Apple show. Oh, it's going to be great. I like some Apple stuff. Some stuff I'm like, what? And some I'm like, okay. How do they only find themselves? Like what? They're still trying to find themselves, Apple. But I, I feel like everything they do is really good. Like, I do how too. do they? What else? They're more selective than the than you know a lot That's of other it. places. I feel like every time it, I feel like with Apple, I'm like, oh, there. It's like what Netflix used to be. Remember when like Netflix was? It was like a net show that came out on Netflix, so it felt like it was like pre pre vetted. Right, right. No, I think now they had a, a, it, they, like HBO has like a brand. You know, you know yes, what they're exactly. going for. There's like an executive committee. But I think yeah. Netflix is really trying to do enough content for every single human being on the planet, no matter what you want or like. And they're succeeding, man. You want 69 shows in some, you know, remote area of Papua New Guinea. You got it. You got it. Netflix has it. I've checked it out. 
Those are my suggestions. <laughs> That's what they send to me in the algorithm. I'm getting. That's great. Um, yeah, it's great. you can find it. It's insane. I don't understand. Yeah. What else is on Apple? Apple is Ted Lasso. I like Ted Lasso a lot. And the morning show is really good. Morning show was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It got like, it's weird seeing a show about COVID because part of it makes it feel really dated. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like. Oh, yeah. No, I did. I did a show about COVID and only because I was like desperate, desperate (laughs) to get out of the house. Like, I was like, do I, is it, should I retire and make quilts? You know, because I was living. I was living in a rural area at the time and <laughs> my move out of the city coincided with a fucking global pandemic. But I think um, it's, yeah, like the pandemic content that I personally made, I, I don't think it, I don't know if it ages well. I don't, I don't I, actually, I think so. I can I say definitively it does to, not age right, well. I didn't hear what you said. I just think definitively it does not age well. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that yeah. with the morning show, what's interesting to me was about the relationships. The minute they started venturing into Oh, the, you got to quarantine, wash your hands. I'm like, dude, we're also so sick of hearing that. Like, it feels like another yeah. lifetime ago. Everyone's got that pandemic fatigue. It's like, let's do another Zoom show. You know, kill me now. Yeah, kill me now. I watched a Macbeth over Zoom yesterday. <gasps> I really want to see that so badly. Did you see? Oh, no, not the one with Francis McDormand. Oh, like, oh, a, oh, a, a literal, a, a, yes, like people did Zoom Macbeth. <laughs> Now, why did you subject yourself to that? Was we supporting a friend? No, I actually was just like, I really wanted to hear the language. I was like, I need some poetry. And it was good. I really liked it. It was beautiful. They did a great job. Speaking of Patrick Stewart, if you Google <laughs> RSC, right? Royal Shakespeare Company. Um, yes. I think it was Patrick Stewart was a student at the time. They have these instructional videos by one of the famous actors. Oh my people. gosh, I've seen those with like Judy Dench and yes, Roger. And like giving Patrick notes, you know what I mean? And kind of yeah. like, you can do better, you know? And like you see them and you're like, oh my God, like he's because he's like a god now. But back then he was getting notes from the acting teacher going, I don't believe it. Do it better. Stop indicating. I, but I know exactly. I've been down that YouTube hole. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's one with, I think, Ian McKellen that is so, he is like so. That the amount of swagger in that man's body, he's like, I've trained to have my pan loose. Don't tell me everything's oh a joke. I don't I even just know. I watched um, The Power of the Dog. Have you seen that? Oh, I'm going to watch that when we get off the Zoom. Yeah, it's going to be some Sunday adventure. I hear it's amazing. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dug it. And I like him a lot. I do. I do like is it moving it's like toxic masculinity a little bit moving in there yeah yeah it's but it's it's more complex than that I mean he's an asshole but there's a lot more to it which is what I like and there's a real growth there but I think that what I like about the movie it's very visceral Mm -hmm. and very subtle and visceral you know and it's you don't need a lot happening and she cuts to these like shots of horses and you're riding the horse you know what I mean like any other director it might seem like Oh, this is on the nose. You got two dudes and then you got, you know, one horse on top, like, you know, but it's, but the way she does it and the music, Johnny Greenwood from, I think it's Radiohead, Johnny Greenwood does the score and it's just wow. the whole time. Kind of remember White Lotus, know that, so that show White Lotus where the score is love like, you didn't watch White yeah. Lotus? No, I love that oh, show. Okay. So the it's score there is show. like, you know, like haunting the whole time, right? That's kind of what makes the vibe there. So that's the score and power of the dog. I'm so excited. I'm so, I love talking to you and I'm also so excited to go watch it. 
I can't wait. Are you trying to say that you want me to start? You want to wrap up because you want to go? Let's just speed this up. No, I'm happy to. We're happy to. I'm so excited to watch. I've heard such amazing. I mean, it sounds like a real piece of um. Yeah, it is. Um. Okay. So besides this thing you're doing in Brooklyn, um, you split your time between you 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 move around. You go back to New York or what? You kind of an LA. Yeah, I mean, I sort of had my. I I like had this weird. I love New York City, and I I mean I've lived there since I was. 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but when I, I moved to New York for college, which is like a very, you know, that's not like, you know, moving to New York. I went to college in New York City. Um, and I love it. But I also have a, an intense, like, no, nomadic nomadism i have a nomadic code i'm encoded with a nomadic mm-hmm. gene you I know think I am. So I that's a good way of looking at it. it makes me feel less fucked up yeah me too right and that yeah. worked so i i think i don't have yeah I, I i i've tried i have really tried to get settled and it doesn't really work and then what what you know what i love about my my job thank god that i work you know is that I get to go different places and then just right. be focused and not have to think about life outside of the, the job. But no, I don't, yeah, so I kind of bounce around. I mean, LA, New York, the city, I, I spend a fair amount of time upstate, so. Mm-hmm. You live in a, you have a barn up there? People have like barns with mid-century modern furniture? That seems to be right. That's, that's exactly, I mean. Making you, jams, do you make some sort of preserves too? Pickles. Pickles. Um, I don't, I know. I, I don't, I like in that sense, I'm a real upstate dropout because I, I, I don't really cook and I don't do any, I don't preserve. I'm, I'm a, I'm a dilettante, but I do like to sit with the trees, you know, yeah, yeah. but Hudson, Hudson, that whole era that got really like she, she and she, she restaurants, right? That's not, that's not really rural. No, Hudson's not rural at all. It's like Hudson, this town of Hudson is not rural. No, that wealthy people no. from the city that have little property upstate that don't want to live yeah. in the Hamptons. It's very fancy. It's like, um, yeah, very fancy stores and like places where people they're just like lines around the block for bread. For brunch. I want to smack people when you're waiting in line. They for line bread. up for bread. It's so old. It's like we don't. Do, it's just. It's like yeah, that. Like, that like the Portland Soviet Indiana. Union in the Cold War, like waiting in line for bread. You know, you're spending yeah, like no. dollars <laughs> in some sort of baguette ripoff. It's embarrassing. We cover. I feel like it got covered. Like that joke was done like 15 yeah. years ago. Like, don't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So you feel like I feel like I've moved around a lot just because I, I had a friend in AA. I wasn't in AA. My friend was in mm-hmm. AA. He said, mm-hmm. Raylan, we call that pulling a geographic. Oh yeah. Going somewhere else thinking things will change and like wherever you go, there you are. Thank you, Pema Showroom. You know what I mean? And it's like, but I still do it because I feel like staying in one place kills me. I feel like I'm aging. I feel my mortality when I'm stuck in one place. And so I feel like when I move, I forget that for a bit because things are changing and evolving. And you know, that's why it's hard in LA sometimes because the weather's so repetitive. That yeah. you could lose your mind and you're like, my life's passing me by, but nothing's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that I think I've I've heard that from a lot of my LA friends. Yeah. That sense of 
yeah, the kind of the monotony. But I, I think that that question of how, how does one learn to live with oneself is sort of the, the kernel of what the whole shebang of being on the planet is. It's not easy. It's not easy. And everybody's fucking trying to figure out in different ways. Right. And some of us move around, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough nut to crack as my grandmother, my dead grandmother would say. Rest his soul, rest her soul. Um, I think LA in that way is also good because it holds up a mirror to yourself because there's nowhere to escape. Like yourself a lot. Like in New York, you have so much stimulation outside of yourself that you don't have to look inwards as much. And also I think you struggle more. Like, you know, New York's a hustle. In yeah. LA, you can kind of coast. It's very easy to coast. Oh, yeah. But you're also with yourself if it's in your car or on a deserted street half the time or, you know, yeah. I don't know. So I feel like in that regard, it's, it forces you to look. Have you found yourself more introspective since you've been in LA? Deeply. I'm just deeply. I mean, because I also had that we were talking about, I had this little, I got, I got pulled over a little bit. I mean, figuratively speaking, pulled yeah. over because I had a little surgery on my foot. So I've had to kind of do some rehab. And um, it is, I mean, I'm good at that. I really enjoy, I don't know if I enjoy it. I'm just built for it to go very deeply mm-hmm. inward. So I'm spending a lot of time. I'm just deep in my. Any sort of life wisdom you could endow me with at this moment? Any insights? <laughs> I think you have it all. You know it all. all. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You put that wig on, you are fully, you are expressing, you are, you are expressing. That's all we can do. We can just connect and create. I think that's the whole deal. So where can we expect to see, when is the Tommy Lee coming out and, and where can people kind of follow you and keep abreast of your activities and any causes that you're passionate about that you want to mention? Um, I mean, there's really no place to follow me. I don't really use social media. And so I love that about you. I don't, I mean, it's pretty apocalyptic looking on my Instagram page. I realized that there's like a photo from like 2013, but I don't, I don't know. I also have, I mean, I got so lucky in this lifetime as to be pals with um, Jane Fonda, which is pretty intense, but mm. I just post things when she tells me to, she says, please post this. I say, all right. You're like, okay, so I kind of go away like until I come back on and say the world's on fire. Listen, <laughs> I think the world is on fire. Mm. And what we can all do is watch our consumption of fossil fuels and just talk to people about how we can change that. Oh Lord, help us. But, um, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Pam and Tommy, I think comes out and I think it comes out, um, February 1st or 2nd or something like that. Oh, so soon. That's a quick turnaround. Mm -hmm. Um, I met, I saw Jane Fonda when she was with Ted Turner eons ago. You probably were still in the womb, but, um, I remember them being both very impressive. They were like a power couple at the time. He's also very I'd tall. So. And I remember watching that documentary about her. And I got so sad because Ted Turner now obviously is an older man and he lives alone. You could tell he's still in love with Jane Fonda. Like she's the one that got away and she's prancing and she could give two shits about Ted at this point. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, there we are. And he's like, and there I remember she was an amazing woman. It just made me feel bad for Ted. Not that I should, but it just, it was heartbreaking. It's okay. Ted's okay. Ted is, Ted's doing all right. But yeah, she's a force of, she's, she's just incredible. She's yeah. not really, 
she's deeply of, of she's deeply of this earth. She's deeply of the here, but she's also something else. Yeah, yeah. She's a goddess. Let's just say it. I will say it. She is. She um, is. I love you, Taylor Schilling. I is love that, you. I'm that's an English name or German. What is that? Because it's S-C-H, right? S-C-H, yeah. It was Polish. Oh. So it was like Schilling. But with when like my B's grandfather came over. Pardon? It was like, it had more letters in it that you cut out. Yeah, exactly. When my, my grand, my grandfather, my great grandfather, right? Not my grandfather, but my great grandfather came over from, great grandfather (laughs) came over from Poland in Ellis Island. It was like, let's make it chilling. (laughs) And they make, yeah, let's make it chilling. And so now I sound like I'm German. I have no German. Yeah, but you look, you could, you know, you are a I can pass her at all. You really well, not all. Let's let's not, you know, in today's day. Yeah, yeah that's wanna. true. Very true. I could it that's very true. I feel like now if you wanna if you wanna play someone from Poland, you actually have to be from Poland. I feel like actors Maybe. can only play exactly what they are. <laughs> it's kind of We're having a moment. A moment. Oh, is your dog there? Is Tank there? Yeah. Can Tank is him? here. Can you wanna say hi, Tootie? Hey, Tanky. You wanna say hi to your friends? We're gonna go. My God! Oh, Tank! Oh, what a love! Oh my God! I love Tank. Tank is my favorite person. What a snuggle bug! Oh my! She is. She's like. She's just like a tiny little. Oh, Tank! You better not be pooping on my floors. That's a rental Tank. (laughs) Don't you worry. This little baby is. She's house trained as hard as can be. I love it. I love it. Well, Taylor, thank you so much. It was a joy to have you on. I apologize if the first 20 minutes have to be cut for audio purposes, but we'll just jump (laughs) right in the middle. Whatever. I I interviewed Alfred Molina. Half that interview got fucked up, and I just aired it the way it is. And he goes, oh, I'm surprised you you add all the the rubbish in the middle of that. I'm like, yeah, that's how I roll. (laughs) That's right, Fred. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that. I I love that so much. Listen. I, I'm sure I could help you. I have a friend that does really good audio right, stuff. Well, I'm really going to listen to it can... tomorrow. Um, yeah. And you guys, uh, make you. sure to subscribe, www.xraepod.com. Share yes. uh, and and just be good. And yeah, and stop using all those fossil fuels and <laughs> meat. Even though I love meat, I can't tell people to stop eating meat. But meat's meat bad too. for the environment, so eat. But I mean, it, yeah. yeah, but I eat a lot of meat. I can't. So to all the carnivores and omnivores out there, we love you too. You are accepted by us and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. This is Raylan Casper White signing off. Thank you, Raylan.